0: It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you
1: by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is time once again for Here's to Your Health, a uh, production of Real Roots Radio at our friends at the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital, serving patients in Jamestown, in Cedarville, and Yellow Springs. As once again we check in with uh, Dr. Kevin Sherrod of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Good morning, Doctor. Welcome into the program.
0: Good morning, Roy. Thanks for having
1: me. Well, it is always a pleasure to uh, talk to you. And, uh, you know, I said this earlier this morning, uh, I am looking forward to the day when you and I can get together and, and we don't have to talk about coronavirus. Uh, but honestly, you know, it's what people are talking about. It's uh, what's in the news. So uh, that's why we try to focus on it and, and bring the uh, latest information and uh, try to try to keep it right down the middle. Um, Doc, as, as we look at maybe uh, coronavirus overall uh, in the state of Ohio, Ohio, I know your good friend and mine, uh, Governor Mike DeWine, is concerned uh, about the direction that we're trending. Uh, So so trying to keep this in perspective, uh, we are seeing cases go up. Uh, Yesterday, I think we were at 1,800 some. Uh, The days before that, we were over 2,000 for about three or four days, topping out somewhere around 2,250. Uh, As you and I have talked before, uh, the cases are certainly one thing, but when you see the hospitalization numbers going up, which is a lagging indicator, uh, I know that's something that concerns you and the state of Ohio as well.
0: Oh, absolutely! You know, and trying to keep it into perspective, um, as we go into the fall and winter months, I, you know, we heard talk all along from public health officials that there was a, a chance that we would see—and I use this term very loosely that we would see a surge in cases, whatever, you know, the definition of surge you want to use is. Um, As we look at the state of Ohio and as we look locally, you know, the thing to keep in mind is that the the, uh, testing is at all time highs. I mean, people are being tested. I'm being tested every week. There, you know, um, there's a lot more testing being done than there ever has been in the past. So, as we test and test more people you know we're going to see more cases that's you know that's understandable and fortunately our positivity rate i have not seen the latest number but the last number i saw was right at five percent mm-hmm. and keep in mind that uh, you know as long as we can keep that number below ten percent you know we're doing a good job in terms of uh, containing the virus because if you don't do anything at all we've seen those numbers in some other states that have been going up as high as 23, 24, 25%. Right, so, right. So, the, so, you know, we got to keep that in the background in perspective. Having said that, we've definitely seen the numbers go up. I mean, you know, the first of this month, uh, we had a uh, little over 500 hospitalizations. And I believe as of yesterday, we had close to 1,200 hospitalizations. So, in a, you know, roughly in a two week period, we 've seen the hospitalizations in the state of Ohio double um, as you said the uh, daily rate I think Wednesday through Saturday last week every single day the daily rate was over 2000 which was uh, more than double what we had been averaging now yesterday it was down just a bit at 1800 so maybe hopefully that trend will continue to come down and we'll see that maybe last week was just a you know it was just a blip on the radar screen but never know in these things whether you're going to be, you know, see a continued trend or not. Um, There's some other things that, you know, have been noticeable. The uh, ages of the individuals with the cases, you know, early on in this, it was definitely more young people uh, contracting the virus than it was older individuals. Well, we've seen that shift now, the age, the average age of people contracting the virus has went up. And so we're seeing more older individuals being involved, which would, you know, uh, explain why we're seeing more hospitalizations uh, as a result. Because we know older individuals have a harder time fighting this virus than the younger individuals do. So, you know, we're seeing those kinds of trends uh, locally in Greene County. Uh, we're we're up now to uh, over 40 deaths, and we've uh, crested the 2,000 mark. I think we're close to 2,200. Again, I haven't seen the numbers from yesterday, but we are definitely over 2,100 cases in Greene County. And as you and I spoke earlier, it seems like not that long ago, you know, we were talking about, you know, the 100 case mark. And, and so um, it, is, it is alive. It is well, so to speak. We do see the numbers go up. Um, there's been a definite increase in testing. So that's, you know, going to drive those numbers up. But Certainly when you see trends like we've seen over the last two weeks in hospitalizations and over the last week in daily numbers, um, it's wise to pay attention.
1: Yeah, and like you said, when you look at it on a national level, I think we're somewhere around a million tests a day. Uh, in the United States. And that's a good thing. Uh, You know, that lets us know uh, where it's expanding. Uh, You know, another number that I I think uh, concerns the governor and and, and medical professionals is the RT uh, rate, which is, I believe, rate of transmission. Uh, Mm -hmm. If it's over one, uh, that's something that concerns you. I I think the last number that I saw, it was about 1.25, which basically lets you know what the governor has been talking about. We're seeing spread not only in, in urban areas, but we're seeing it in Rural areas as well, and that's a concern.
0: Absolutely, and that you know, that's what we've been seeing at our rural health clinics. Is you know, we've been you know, early on through this, we frankly were kind of on the sidelines, and, and you know, we were watching what was happening in New York City and and in other metropolitan areas, and um, we really weren't seeing it locally. It wasn't affecting us like we you know like other parts of the country. Well, I can tell you now. Uh, you know, we are seeing it. It is in our communities. It is spreading. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I had people coming in to see me often at the uh, office that would say, "Hey, I don't think this virus really exists because I don't know anybody who has it." You know, and I have many people tell me that that you know they didn't they didn't know anyone who has it. And um, I would venture to say now that most all of us know someone who's had the virus um, in some way, shape, or form. So, it is uh, definitely in our community. Uh, We've seen it slowing down at the local nursing homes. The local nursing homes have done just an outstanding job of isolating and containing and and doing everything in their power to stop the spread. And as a result, for the the most part, we've seen uh, a definite decrease uh, in the numbers of nursing home cases locally and we have had some deaths, but we haven't had nearly as many deaths as we could have. We haven't had nearly as many deaths as they've had in other parts of the country in the nursing home population. So um, that's a good thing. The uh, school officials are doing an outstanding job with our children, and um, we are seeing cases in the school, and uh, I've expected that. I just don't see any way that we couldn't have cases right. in the school, um, but... Uh, they've done an outstanding job of identifying them and isolating them and and minimizing uh, the spreads and spread in our schools so you know it's here we're dealing with it um, unfortunately there have been some bad outcomes um, there you know uh, as I said not to, to be morbid about it or make light of it but we are seeing some deaths from it um, I'm just thankful it's not nearly as bad as it as it could be, and it's not nearly as bad as what we've been seeing in other parts of the country and other parts of the world, for that matter.
1: Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Rio Roots Radio, here's to your health, talking about the uh, latest with the coronavirus. Uh, a doctor, something else that, um, you know, once again, trying to, trying to keep it right down the middle here, uh, when we look at uh, vaccines, uh, the uh, National Institute of Health director just saying uh, a couple of hours ago, the United States unlikely to have a COVID-19 vaccine authorized before late November, and that's at the earliest. Uh, we've seen some of the vaccines kind of paused right now. AstraZeneca has been paused in the United States uh, for nearly a month now, and there are some others as well. And, and this, you know, us never paying as much attention to these trials as we ha- as we are now, really this is kind of standard operating procedure, isn't it? It really is. I mean, all
0: of the um I was talking to a group the other day, and I told them that, you know, of course, I'm not on the front lines of of research, but we hear all the time in the medical world about, you know, this latest treatment or this latest vaccine or whatever it may be that's on the horizon. And uh, along the way, we hear about the, the bumps in the road. And, you know, the AstraZeneca situation, there was a lady in the United Kingdom that had a spinal cord injury. And... Uh, as it turns out, it was not related to the vaccine at all. You know, if you take fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people and give them a treatment, in this case a vaccine, uh, in any given day, amongst fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people, there are things that happen. You know, they right. get sick and they have injuries and, and stuff happens. But in that setting, when you're in a trial like that, the, if anything happens, if, if uh, anything at all happens that individual, it can cause the uh, trial to be stopped. And that's what, you know, we've seen that with AstraZeneca. Um, we've seen that with Pfizer. Um, there was one this week. I think it was um, that So, you know, three out of the six vaccines that were in final trials have been halted. And that halt can last anywhere from weeks to months. Um, I think AstraZeneca has resumed their trial in Europe, but they've not yet resumed it. The FDA's not yet uh, released them to... Um, Resume in the United States. And, you know, even though they're pushing this as fast as they can, I think it's important for people to know that uh, they've not relaxed the standard for um, the trial on the vaccine. So they've, they've taken a lot of bureaucracy out of it to make it go faster, but they've not lowered the bar, so to speak. And that's important because when we do get a vaccine, we need to be able to trust it. We need to know that, number one, it's effective. And then number two, more importantly, that it's safe. And so, um, you know, they've talked, there was talk about a vaccine being available the 1st of, of November. And uh, I'm not a prophet, but I didn't see that happening. And I felt like that there was just no way that that could happen in that time timeframe. Uh, as you've mentioned, they're now hoping to the end of November. I, I suppose that's possible. I don't think that's likely. Um, I, my best guess, and this is a guess and And it's not worth anything other than just uh, a guess. And that is, I can't see a vaccine being available before the first of the year. Once it's available, I cannot see it being available to general folks like me and you um, until at least 90 days. So I think we're looking at March, April, May of next year before we have a vaccine that's readily available. I hope I'm wrong. But again, that's my best estimate at this point.
1: And honestly, if it was available widespread by March, that would be, uh, that would take a lot of things going right.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything, you know, the, the stars, the stars and the moon are all going to have to line up and everything's going to have to go well and no further hiccups, and no further problems for that to happen. If, you know, uh, when I say that's my best guess for the earliest time frame, uh, a more realistic guess may be, you know, June, July next year before one is readily available. And like I said, I hope that's not the case. But to me, it's certainly a, a realistic possibility.
1: Which in the meantime, uh, you know, we've got to uh, do what uh, they have told us uh, from the beginning. Wear mask, wash your hands, social distance, do your best to stay out of, out of crowds. And uh, that's going to be uh, more important than ever now that we have to be inside more due to the weather.
0: Yes, I, I, you're exactly right. There there are no new developments in terms of preventing it. Uh, social distancing, absolutely the number one tool. Um, then, you know, mask, uh, say what you will, but the, that's the second tool that we have. And then certainly uh, sanitation um, and keeping everything as clean and sanitized as we can. Um, those are the three basic steps. And They really haven't changed any. People have been doing them long enough now. They should be
1: getting good at it. Well, we Um, certainly hope so. Yes, sir. So. um, Dr. Kevin Sherrod, our guest on Real Roots Radio. Doctor, we always appreciate uh, you stopping by, and uh, we'll look forward to our next chat coming up next Tuesday at 930, and hopefully we'll have some uh, good news to uh, report.
0: Absolutely, Roy. I appreciate you and all that you do, and have a great week.
1: Thank you, doctor. We always appreciate hearing from you.
0: Anywhere around the world, if you can get to a computer, smartphone, or tablet, you can hear Real Roots music. Get our free app or log on to realrootsradio.com.